Welcome back to Resonant Frequencies. I hope everybody had a wonderful Mother's Day. Uh, Got an interesting show for you this week. So let's get things started off in space. Scientists at the Nanjing University believe that they can use compounds found in lunar soil to locally produce oxygen and fuel to support crewed moon missions. The team analyzed lunar samples collected by China's Chang-5 spacecraft in late 2020 and found that iron-rich and titanium-rich substances present in the moon's material could act as a catalyst in a process using sunlight and carbon dioxide. The extraterrestrial photosynthesis strategy uses lunar soil to electrolyze water extracted from the moon into oxygen and hydrogen. Carbon dioxide exhaled by astronauts can also be combined with hydrogen from water electrolysis to produce hydrocarbons including methane, which could be used as fuel according to the new research. The team now plans to design a system to utilize lunar soil and solar radiation. The paper, which was published on May 5th in the Journal of Joule, is part of research into using resources present on the moon for supporting human exploration. Being able to produce vital resources locally would reduce the costly need to transport them from Earth. The new research could have practical applications for China, which is planning a joint moon base with Russia. NASA is also planning to establish a long-term sustainable human presence on the moon via its Artemis program. Artemis aims to return people to the lunar surface in 2025 and set up a research outpost near the lunar south pole a few years later. I got three quick stories for world news. Uh, John Lee has been named Hong Kong's new leader after a closed voting process in which he was the sole candidate. His appointment is being widely seen as a move by the Chinese government to tighten its grip on the city. Uh, He's known as a staunch Beijing supporter. Uh, Mr. Li oversaw the sometimes violent crackdowns on pro-democracy protesters in 2019. Mr. Li replaces the outgoing chief executive, Carrie Lam, who had served since 2017. Um, Also in world news, Jill Biden, the first lady, she traveled to western Ukraine uh, in an unannounced trip on Sunday. Uh, Dr. Biden met with Ukraine's first lady, Oleg Zelenska, at a school converted to assist refugees who had come from other parts of the country to Uzarad, a town of 100,000 people a few miles from the border um, with Slovakia. Mrs. Zelenska, the wife of President Vladimir Zelensky, had not been seen in public since Russia's invasion began on February 24th. Um, Today is Russia's most patriotic holiday, Victory Day, but there is no victory in the war against Ukraine, but plenty of rumors that President Vladimir Putin will order a general mobilization of soldiers to secure one. Analysts see mobilization as Russia's best hopes to turn the tide and defeat Ukraine, by reinforcing demoralized forces and plowing them back into the war. But Russia's efforts to fuse Victory Day, a celebration of the Soviet victory over the Nazis in World War II, with a victory in its war against what Moscow calls Nazis in Ukraine, fell flat with the failure to capture Kiev. The occupation of the strategic Ukrainian port of Mariupol marks a rare Russian success, but the city's bombed-out ruins make for an unpalatable backdrop for a parade. Sergei Kirenko, head of Russian's presidential administration, ruled out an official Victory Day parade there on Thursday. Three quick stories for the U.S. 
Uh, draft opinion suggests that the U.S. Supreme Court could be poised to overturn the landmark 1973 Roe v. Wade case that legalized abortion nationwide. Um, the decision to overrule Roe would lead to abortion bans in uh, roughly half the states and could have huge ramifications for this year's elections. Whatever the outcome, the Politico report late Monday represented an extremely rare breach of the court's secretive deliberation process and on a case of surpassing importance. Second story, so following the release of the Pfizer documents, it's now confirmed that 1,223 people died within the first 28 days after being inoculated with the BioNTech-Pfizer vaccine during trials, and it was still approved for use, far from being safe and effective. Pfizer's documents prove otherwise. The uh, Pfizer vaccine is perhaps the most ineffectual and dangerous vaccine ever brought to market. Besides slaughtering over a 1,000 people in the trials, um, they also produced hundreds of potentially fatal side effects, uh, created fertility issues, and were only 12 to 15% effective at preventing infection overall, and subsequently dropped to less, to one, less than 1%, despite health officials claiming that it would be over 90% effective. As for pregnant women who the CDC assured could safely get the vaccine, Pfizer recorded multiple cases of spontaneous abortion, many of which were caused by anaphylactoid syndrome of pregnancy that led to severe bleeding, confusion, and shortness of breath. So for the third story, uh, DeSalza released a documentary detailing election fraud by gathering both geo-tracking, um, cell phone data, and video surveillance. True the Vote captured ballot trafficking activity by 2,000 mules in six states. These paid vote couriers uh, visited drop boxes late at night and used gloves to conceal their fingerprints. They took photos to secure payment and made multiple trips to multiple drop boxes over multiple weeks. DeSalza points out that the traffickers began wearing gloves just days after a ballot harvesting case in Arizona secured indictments based on fingerprint evidence. There's no question in any of these states that we are witnessing illegal activity, DeSalza said, even in areas where vote harvesting was temporarily allowed and no area was it legal to be paid to deliver the votes. Furthermore, many of these mules are coming from nonprofit centers, which are 501c3 organizations, which means they are prohibited from election activities. These are people that have a tax exemption from the IRS and are conditioned upon them not getting directly involved in electioneering. Despite the extensiveness of the evidence, True the Vote has 27 terabytes of data, including 4 million minutes of video and 10 trillion cell phone pings. All right, for our local story, a Texas-based restaurant franchise is coming to Alabama with its first location in Huntsville. Decor includes reclaimed wood, fighter, plane wings, vintage, and modern military helmets, booths made with bomber jacket leather, military crate-style wall finishes, and column decorated with 50 caliber shells and other design elements. The restaurant also features bombshell girls dressed in uniforms that call to mind the pinup models of World War II. The concept began in 2013, RCI president and CEO Aaron Lingen said this is the first franchise agreement outside of Texas, while Westland said Huntsville, with its deep military roots, is the perfect city for the first location in Alabama. 
So for the weather forecast this week, we're looking at a warm week. Temps starting in the mid-70s on Monday and reaching a peak close to the 90s on Wednesday before falling back down some. Um, We could be also looking at some rain this weekend as well. So for the crypto segment this week, we got Bitcoin coming in at 34250 right now. So cryptocurrency's power is growing in national politics with its own billionaires tilting the balance in key midterm contests. And operatives in both major parties are rushing in to implement the underlying technologies to boost their candidates and campaigns. Political groups backed by wealthy crypto investors have already scored some key wins in the 2022 midterm primaries. And at this early stage in the campaign, donations from the industry already have exceeded 2020 totals by more than two-thirds. And that's according to Open Secrets data shared with Axios. Regulation of digital assets is a hot and contentious topic in Washington right now, with billions potentially on the line. As lawmakers eye new oversight powers, um, industry engagement in D.C. is skyrocketing. Uh, Representative Chantel Brown, a Democrat from Ohio, bested primary challenger Nina Turner on Tuesday with the backing of Protect Our Future, which is a deep-pocketed super PAC financed by Sam Bankman-Fried, who is the co-CEO of the crypto exchange FTX. FTX's other CEO, Ryan Salam, is single-handedly funding another super PAC, the American Dream Federal Action Uh, It backed Indiana Republican Aaron Hutchin, a former state senator who also won a House primary on Tuesday. More than $22.5 million uh, in contributions from donors in the crypto space went to federal political campaigns and committees from 2021 through March of this year. Looking to the future, leading political consultancies are looking to crypto as a potentially significant fundraising boon for their candidates. And this is going to be pretty interesting because I feel like on one hand, legislatures um, want to avoid cryptocurrencies, but on the other hand, you know they love that money. So this is going to be kind of interesting to see how this plays out. So for the positive news story this week, an 83-year-old woman nicknamed Muddy Mildred just ran her third Tough Mudder, becoming the oldest person ever to finish the famous 5K. The Tough Mudder 5K in Missouri was honored to feature the octogenarian for the third time in this event. Uh, she was raising money to drill a fresh water well in a rural African vi- village. She said, I will get muddy so others can drink clean water. I would love for you to help me make the vision a reality. Uh, Mildred wrote that on the GoFundMe page. The village in question has a single water hole about the same color as the Tough Mudder. Um... If it doesn't rain, her son explains in a video that the villagers must travel over a literal mountain range to find the next one. So far, Danny and Mildred have raised $650 of their $5,000 target with the Tough Mudder organization donating $500. Alright, so i got three fun facts for you. So, Alaska is the largest state in total area, land area, and water area. Despite being the second largest state, Texas is only 40% of its size. Second fun fact, the Great Pyramid of Giza is the only one of the seven wonders of the ancient world that's still standing. And the third fun fact, in Greek mythology, Nike is the winged goddess of victory. So, to celebrate Mother's Day this week, we're going to have Yo Mama jokes for the comedy segment. (laughs) Alright, so here it goes. Your mama's so fat, her belly button gets home 15 minutes before she does. 
Yo mama's so stupid, she put two quarters in her ears and thought she was listening to 50 Cent. Yo mama's so fat and old, when God said let there be light, he asked your mama to move out the way. Yo mama's so stupid, she stuck a battery up her ass and said, I got the power. Yo mama's so fat, she don't need the internet because she already worldwide. Yo mama's so stupid, she brought a spoon to the Super Bowl. Yo mama's so fat, when she stepped on my dog's tail, we had to name him Beaver. Yo mama's so fat, she needs cheat codes for We Fit. Yo mama's so fat, when she walked past the TV, I missed three episodes. Yo mama is so ugly, she scared the shit out the toilet. Oh man, that's good stuff. Alright, and for the quote this week, we have, Do not rejoice over what has not yet happened. And that is an old Egyptian proverb. Spotify's song of the week is Come As Your Kids by Umphreys McGee. That's off their Zonkies album, which is a fun little mashup album where they take two songs and blend them together and make Zonkies out of it. It's uh, pretty interesting. I think you'll like it. Um, But this will conclude 25 Hertz. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Appreciate you guys, and I will see you all next week.